I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. About a thousand things going on on a Monday. Welcome into Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. The three of us getting set to uh, catch you up on everything that is happening in the world of sports as we kick off another sports week here on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3, the fan, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. We are together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. is with us from Peoria, where the uh, Padres are taking on the San Francisco Giants today. Just one of the many things going on out there. And, uh, Tony, it's, uh, it was a very busy weekend. The NCAA brackets are out, and uh, San Diego State is set for its first-round game on Thursday afternoon against the College of Charleston. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, I hope this is the, the this is the year that the Aztecs can get uh, Brian Dutcher his first tournament win. We'll uh, talk a lot about the NCAA tournament, certainly, as the program goes along. But let's uh, let's get into this Padre situation, find out what's going on with the Friars. Tony, how are things down there? I'm sorry. I had to step away for a second to uh, close my laundry door that was making quite a lot of noise. <laughs> what, what was the question about the podcast? I asked you about the XFL. Uh, <laughs> yeah, are you, are you watching every day? Are you watching the XFL games? I, my... I, I am not watching the XFL so you, games. So you can't give us any insight into that. Uh, I've got nothing. I was hoping you guys could actually fill me in on the XFL. No, I actually no, probably no. weren't really hoping that we could fill you in on the XFL. Cause <laughs> I actually was. I, I was interested to see how the Roughnecks were doing. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was—I I thought you guys may have something on a very busy here. day for sports. It's very unlikely we're going to get too deep into the XFL today. <laughs> okay. That's understandable. Uh, Padres, though, uh, what's the latest in Peoria? I know Fernando uh, uh, did not play uh, over the weekend, although he finally got his first hit, got a couple of hits finally, so everybody can relax about that. Yeah, I heard but, that was uh, kind of a big deal for some folks out there. I think it was for yeah. a lot of people that were into the panic mode. They wanted to make sure that Fernando was going to get at least a couple of hits before spring training was over. Um, but, yeah, you know, people tend to be the, – the thing is, is the Padres are so good – heading into the season, that the things people are worried about are, are stuff we're not used to really having to worry about. You're really having to, you're really having to dig to find something that that bothers you if you're a Padre fan. But believe me, the fans are still trying and they're still finding <laughs> stuff. So no, uh, in all seriousness, uh, really a lot of good news uh, for the most part. Uh, let's start with the bad news. Yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Craig Stammen is probably done. Uh, he injured his shoulder, came out of the game. Um, it looks like he's probably thrown his last pitch um, it, it, at the very least this year, possibly for the rest yeah. of his 
his his career, which is sad. He's been a, a, an integral part of this organization um, as they have rebuilt, really rebuilt it from the ground up. Um, and you know, it, it's tough to see him go. He was he was probably uh, it was probably a, an uphill climb to make this team, even if he was healthy. Um, but you know, it it just sucked to see him have to go off the field the way he did uh, the other day and. I think he's uh, I think he's come to, to to terms with it. It sounds like so. Yeah, um, I, I think a lot of people forget that uh, one of the most exciting and thrilling moments of recent Padre history, not counting last year, was that third game of the uh, divisional playoff in the bubble yeah. against the St. Louis Cardinals, Cardinals, when the Padres had absolutely nobody available to pitch the deciding game of a, a playoff series in Game 3, and Craig Stammen stepped up and shut the door and set the tone for what turned out to be a shutout in the final game of that series over the St. Louis Cardinals. And, uh, you know, Stammen was, uh, I, I, I mean, to me, he was he was a, a manager's delight because you could use him in any situation, and you could always, you know, expect to get pretty good work out of Craig Stammen. I I, I do feel for him, Tony, but I mean, every career, Father Time, as you've yeah. said many times, is yet to lose, and uh, it looks like Craig Stammen's come face to face with that. And uh, I, I'm going to miss him. I, I think a lot of Padre fans are like, "Oh yeah, Stammen gave up a lot of runs the last couple of years, and this and that." Let's not forget what the guy did for the organization. Why does everybody have to think of the things that the negative? It, it's, yeah. it's 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 so amazing to me how people can conjure up a time where Stammen gave up a home run or something, but they can't seem to conjure up all of the outstanding pitching performances he turned in while he was with San Diego. So yeah, he he was a good good reliever for for the Padres. That's the bad news, really. Other than outside of that, um, pretty much all good news. I mean, I know Fernando didn't play yesterday. You can expect that he got hit on a pickoff play. I mean, I don't even think the the pickoff throw hit any glove. I think it hit all his knee. Yeah. So he so he was sore the next day. Uh, wasn't in the lineup. He's back in the lineup today. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, what else do we have that was? Wait oh, a second, he, Tony. I'm concerned. Okay. Fernando's back in the lineup today, but he has struck out in both at bats. Well, you does know. that mean he's back into a deep slump? <gasps> he yeah, I mean, uh, it again. I, I mean, very. Probably likely he's back into uh, a spring training slump. Him in his twenty-five or no, no, he hasn't had that many bats yet. Um, but for now, it's going to be okay. He's getting better. To me, he's starting to look more comfortable in Good. the outfield. Um, which, and you also have to remember. I think everybody else has to remember. He has longer. His spring training is longer than everybody else's. He's going to go down to the minor leagues and 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 have at bats there while. Uh, I think he has to be within a certain amount, 15 games, I think he has to be within before he can uh, start playing uh, some of those minor league games before suspension in. So he's got time um, to, to get his, his, streak, his, his swing in order. It's been a long time since he's played baseball. Uh, you got to see Ethan Salas come to, to the big leagues at 16. Uh, there's been a lot, of, a lot of good stuff going on in camp. I think some, some other good news is that Joe Musgrove is – Apparently a Wolverine uh, deep down and has healed enough to where he's throwing bullpens at this point. So, wow. Um, sounds like him having that the piece of nail removed really was, from a pain standpoint, has allowed him to advance uh, in a way that I don't think many people were projecting. I think when Bo Mel mentioned 
when he broke his toe, Bo, Bo Mel had mentioned that it's at the very least two weeks before he can throw. Well, I don't know that he even took two weeks before he can throw because he was finding other ways to keep his arm in shape, and now he's already uh, with his one size 16 and his one size 14 is out there throwing bullpen. So there's a lot of good things going on in this camp right now, for sure. Well, and uh, they're going to get some uh, reinforcements coming to camp because the uh, World Baseball Classic is over for Xander Bogarts and for Hassan Kim. I I was really disappointed to hear that the uh, the K of N uh, checked out of the World Baseball Classic <laughs> early. The Kingdom of the Netherlands got off to a good start with Xander Bogarts and uh, and old Padre Jerks and Profar, but uh, they lost their last two games. They did not advance. Korea, uh, Hassan Kim had a had a monster game and I guess a monster uh, performance in pool play. Hit three home runs, which is more than anybody hit or has hit in the World Baseball Classic. But Hassan Kim's uh, WBC is over as well, so they'll be heading back. And uh, I was uh, chastised on Twitter because I, I I had the gall to put up that Hassan Kim w- had three home runs, and I didn't say that those were his only three hits as well. So. You had the gall to yes, do that? Yes, I, I didn't. I, I'm I take, maybe being I take a little it the dramatic. Tweet did, I take it the tweet, uh, the tweet felt a little... It made you a little defensive. Oh, oh, oh! It did because uh, you know what? I came back with a comeback. I said at least he made them count. You were accurate in your tweet. He did hit three home runs, and that's more than anybody else hit. Yes, and, uh, or and has I, hit. I understand that he so only far. had three hits. Apparently, I'm not saying that I've confirmed nor denied that. But yes, confirm it. He was three for sixteen. But okay, he had three home runs. Yes. So. That's all we're saying. We're, but that, but, we're, we're not making any other claim other than to say that he hit three home runs, which is more than anybody hit. Nothing wrong with making that claim. Scraby, I agree with you. I'm supporting you 150% here. I second. Wow. It's okay. about time you get some support around here. They, <laughs> what just happened here? I'm not quite sure. It's a new week. It's a new dawn of a new day. I'm like stunned. <laughs> You Dawn made me speechless, and I, I couldn't. I knew I'm you not. wouldn't know how to answer to that. Uh, meanwhile, today, <laughs> for the Dominican Republic, both Juan Soto and Manny Machado went deep. I guess Soto went very deep. I didn't yeah. see the home run. Uh, top deck. Tupper, top uh, upper tank. Yeah, upper tank. Upper tank, as they say, for Juan Soto. Uh, Manny also hit a home run. So the Dominican Republic uh, evened its record at 1-1. I, I'm... I don't know. Should I be surprised? I know it's just a game, but I didn't think the United States was going to lose to Mexico. I didn't think they'd lose really any games in pool play. So it's not like – I mean, look, if they lose one more, I guess they could be in danger of not advancing. But uh, a little bit of a surprise last night to see uh, Team Mexico waste the United States 11-5. to Nick Martinez was the uh, – was the uh, was a starting pitcher last night, but he was the victim of some poor defense behind him, including one, the greatest third baseman in the history of baseball, Nolan Arenado, kicking a ground ball. <laughs> you know what the problem is? Is that that's any that's what we think about here in San Diego is when he does that. It's not like, oh, man, Team USA. My. No, it's, I thought he doesn't miss. No, Nolan Arenado is the greatest third <laughs> baseman point. ever Good to point. suit up. It's ridiculous. Manny Machado. WBC has gotten ball. me like fired up about baseball. Well, it's it's been fun. I, I I've been enjoying it. I, I will be honest. I got a kick out of watching Great Britain try to take on the United States in the first game, and uh, I got a kick out of their uniforms. Everybody That's got a kick sure. out of the uniforms. I thought Braden Soprano <laughs> had the best line of all. He said that uh, he said Great Britain looked like they got into the tournament, showed up in uh, in Phoenix for the tournament, and somebody mentioned to the manager. 
hey, you know what? I think we might need uniforms. <laughs> and, and then they ran down to Walgreens and just purchased the latest sets that they could find. I mean, those were those were just, plain wrap uniforms, to say the least. I'm saying block lettering, two columns, Great Britain. Boom. Yeah. Gray uniforms, and that was all it said on it. Well, Great today Britain. they have red jerseys on, red tops on. So yeah, they they're looking a little better today. They're, same, uh, same, same concept. Well, they have it white stripes great, down the the arm, and then Great Britain. At least the they look like they didn't buy them locally. Okay. At the, uh, at the <laughs> this was this stand. was their City Connect version, right? This here. is their City Connect version. They look a little better today, but the United States uh, will play later tonight against. I guess it's Canada tonight. Yeah, Canada's one and zero. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I don't, is it a must win? I mean, if they I fall think to one is. and two, they might be eliminated, right? I think it is a must win. Yeah, so the United States, uh, Colombia, and Great Britain are tied at three right now in the top of the fifth. So right, all right. So United States with a it was a surprising loss last night in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, all right, uh, that gets us going here on the program today. We have so much to get done, so many different directions we can roll. But uh, Brock Unbright, uh, Unright, uh, the uh, USD baseball coach, is going to join us in Ungrit. this hour. Ungrit. Ungrit? Ungrit. Really? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that, Brock. I apologize. I've been calling you Unright for many years. I shouldn't. <laughs> You can call me Elo. That'll make up for it. Uh, he'll be on in the uh, about the two thirty-five segment today. Uh, I, 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 we have to find out the story of this uh, of Brock's first college career home run. Do you know this story, Tony? No, I don't. All right. Well, apparently, I may know it, just don't remember it. All right. You may know it. You may not remember it. Uh, apparently, your dad had something to do with uh, making Brock Unrick's first home run. Quite memorable, or not memorable, as the case may be. We'll talk to him about that and other things. Ted is going to join us a little bit later in the program in the 5 o'clock hour. Here's a concept. Fight me. Wait a minute. I'm giving him a nice introduction here. I'm trying to give him a nice introduction. He was introduction talking to here. you. Talking who? To me? Yeah, to you. I know, but I'm trying to give him a nice introduction, and, <laughs> and you're saying that he's, 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 being, he's being mean to me. Hurt the pelota big time. Better. Ted will be on at 5 o'clock to talk about the Aztecs and their chances against College of Charleston in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Ted will be going down to Orlando with the the boys tomorrow for that. Uh, We got all the regular uh, features, including a sports court coming up today in the 3 o'clock hour. So sit tight. Lots of Gwen and Chris headed your way. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. in Peoria. As we set sail towards 6 o'clock on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there.
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 220 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Grisello. Matt Scraby, Giants-Padres facing off in the top of the fifth right now. 4-2 lead, former San Diego State Aztec Casey Schmidt uh, just went deep to push the lead to 4-2. To to so, yeah, good for you, Casey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not Jim against Hill. the Padres, but good for him. <laughs> I mean, because right. somebody will write me a, you know, a tweet or something. I can't believe you're cheering against the Padres. Not yeah, cheering no. against the Padres, cheering for a guy that I happen to know of. And uh, rooting yeah. for him, that's all. Yeah, and by the way, these games don't count. So yeah. if you're going to give up a homer, this is the time. Yeah, Sean Manaya. Sean Manaya, by the way, pitching today for the Giants against the Padres. Yeah, former so, uh, Padres former starter. Fryer, yeah. Um, but this segment is about our Aztecs on yes, the hardwood. Yes, yes. They took care of business in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Um, each game, I thought they looked a little bit better. And uh, they move. They move on to uh, the big tournament, the big dance, if you will. And uh, they get the five seed. There was a lot of talk that there was they maybe couldn't move up. Well, they did. Now, good and the bad, Chris. Good. They move a five seed. They don't get a uh, a major conference opponent that is coming on a on a on a heater. Um, they get the College of Charleston. However, they do have to travel all the way to Florida, um, which is probably not uh, the best. But nevertheless, the NCAA tournament's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. But, Chris, they did take care of business. They get that five seed like we were asking for. Yeah, I agree with that, Tony. And, and I don't know if they moved up or whether or not maybe they were just already in a five yeah, seed touche. line. We don't know. Touche. But uh, first of all, let's, let's, let's just take a second to congratulate them for winning the conference tournament. You know, I think we kind of we kind of rush past that because now the NCAA tournament bracket is out. But you know, just another glorious moment for for Brian yeah. Dutcher and for this program. I mean, they've been to the championship game six consecutive years. They win it for the third time in those six years, and they continue to be the dominant team in their conference. And uh, you know, I thought they got everything they could from uh, you know Colorado State in the first game. And Utah State in the third game. I mean, that championship game went right down to the end, and the Aztecs uh, survived shooting 2 of 19 from three-point range. It was kind of an ugly game in the final game, but that's what happens when you get teams playing for the third game in three days right? and teams that know each other so well. I mean, Utah State knows every every inch of San Diego State and vice versa. So there wasn't a lot of room to operate out there. I thought Jaden Ledee had a fantastic game. And my man, a rope, was just man. absolutely sensational yet again. Uh, eight points, eight rebounds, but just doing every little thing 
he possibly could to help the Aztecs win that championship game. I, I am such a fan of a rope. And uh, so, you know, I, I want to take a moment to congratulate them because I know everybody now is going to judge their season solely on what happens Thursday afternoon against the College of Charleston. And that's the way college basketball is. You get judged on what you do in March. But March also includes the conference tournament, and they did win it. So let's let's definitely get our congratulations in order there. As far as, far as the College of Charleston's concerned, number one, you're right, Tony. You got to go to Orlando. Charleston's in South Carolina, so it's not that far from Florida. I would imagine they'll have uh, more fans there than the Aztecs will. But uh, College Charleston's a scary team. I mean, this is yeah. a team that plays a very fast pace, sprints up and down the floor, and shoots nothing but threes. And so, you know, if they're hot, if they're making their threes. They're going to make it difficult, and the Aztecs are going to have to do their best to try to slow the game down. Now, we talked about you know, how this version of San Diego State can score in the 70s, can score in the 80s, but they haven't been doing that recently. They've been winning games in the 60s, so we'll see you know, what, what the pace is here. Uh, College of Charleston had a 20-game winning streak earlier this season, and they're currently on a 10-game winning streak, so... You know, <laughs> there's no gimmies. I, I I know somebody said somewhere, boy, the Aztecs got a tough draw. Well, what's an er, what's an easy draw? <laughs> right in the NCAA tournament. Point one out for me, please. Yeah, give me give me an easy draw. I mean, what what do you play the last place team from the Horizon League? I mean, they're not in the tournament. I so. would say that the Aztecs should have played a team that had to travel as far. I mean, Charleston's right there. It's well, like maybe an hour or two flight. You can't take care of everything. Look, no. Tony's right. If, you, if you'd if you rather be a six seed and stay closer to home, uh, I don't think you would. I, I think you'd rather be a five seed and have to have to treat, get on an airplane, that's all, and, and go down there. The court's going to be the same size. And, uh, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure in Orlando they're going <laughs> to have sure. the same size court. And, uh, look, you can, you can win on uh, – Win on Thursday, then Friday you can go to Disney World, and then Saturday get ready to play again. So let's hope that this is the year that San Diego State definitely advances. I, Jay Billis had an interesting uh, comment on his prediction of this game, Tony. He said, uh, it is scary to go with defense when Charleston can knock in a bunch of deep shots, but San Diego State is strong and physical and should be able to slow down the game. The winner will get Virginia in an almost certain slow-tempo game. I am I am tempted to pick an upset here. It is worth the risk, but I really think San Diego State will win. So that's kind of Jay Billis's look at it. I I think a lot of people will probably pick an upset here because of the Aztecs past and the Mountain West Conference's past. Mountain West Conference has not done well in this tournament, but uh, you know they're going to have four more shots at it this year, and uh, I think the Aztecs of all the teams have the best chance to win. So. Our guy Mark Ziegler did had a great breakdown in the uh, union. About he always it. does. He, uh, I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit of it. He says the NCA the record uh, is deceiving. He says the NCA net metric is a sorting tool that divides teams into four tiers uh, or quadrants based on where a game is played, home or road or neutral court. Quad one and two wins are good. Quad three and four losses are bad. Right. And he goes in, he says, the Aztecs, for instance, have compiled a solid resume of 5-5 five and five in quad one games, 6-1 and one in quad two games, 13-0 and oh in quad three games, 2-0 and oh in quad four games. Most teams play a half dozen or more quad four games to pad their record. The Aztecs played only two. That was home games against UCS, uh, UCSD 
in Wyoming. Charleston, on the other hand, has 29 of their 31 wins come uh, came at the expense of quad three, quad four, yeah, uh, or non-division one opponents. The Cougars lost their only quad one game to North Carolina, 102 to 86. Uh, they won their only quad two game by two points each, a home game against Kent State and at Townsend. Uh, they've had nothing but quad three in four games in 2023 since playing in the CAA, which Kent Palm uh, ranks 26 out of the 32 Division One conference. Yeah. So, so he, he did. He called them a paper tiger in his story. So I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I, I will say this. Uh, College of Charleston did beat Colorado State this year by 10, and yeah. that is a team that the Aztecs are familiar with. Um, but, yeah, no, the Aztecs should win. I mean, they're favored by five. They're a solid favorite. But, I, you know, you worry about a team that runs up and down the floor and shoots three-pointers because if they get hotter than hell – uh, it can be difficult to slow them down, but hopefully the Aztecs will have the athleticism to keep them from shooting a lot of wide open threes. And uh, yeah. you know, you look at the bracket. I mean, Virginia, if they do face them in the second game, Virginia has to beat Furman. But Virginia, that is a very slow down defensive team, Virginia. And if they end up facing them, I mean, it could be one of the lowest scoring college basketball games in tournament history because we know the Aztecs play great defense, but so does Virginia. But here's the one I'm looking forward to, Tony, and I know the Aztecs can't look forward, can't afford to look ahead, but I can. Looking at the bracket, if they get to the Sweet 16, the likely opponent would be a team whose karma is due to catch up with them, and that would be Alabama. And I would just love a shot at Alabama. Well, got to get there first. Oh, yes. If it happens, it will be uh, certainly a good matchup. Brian Dutcher was shared his thoughts on earning the number five seed in the NCAA tournament and facing uh, the College of Charleston. Well, that was in a hurry. See your name that fast. I thought I might have to sit in there a half an hour to see our name called. But we were called early, uh, playing Charleston. Obviously, they've won 10 in a row, 31-3, uh, I believe, and... We've had a common opponent. They beat Colorado State early in the year. And they got beat by North Carolina. They beat Virginia Tech. So they played some high major schools and had some success. So uh, I don't know a thing about them other than the record and that we are going to see them in Orlando. And we're going to do a lot of homework between now and tomorrow uh, when we practice and start getting ready for this event. Let the homework begin for uh, the Aztec hmm. coaching staff. Yeah, at least uh, they get four days to prepare, right? Yeah, if they had been yep. that six seed, they'd have to sit and wait for the outcome of a game on Tuesday and uh, and then and, and, you know maybe face a play-in team, which can be difficult. Yeah, and I like the Aztecs' chances when they get four days as opposed to just a day or two. Uh, this was definitely uh, the better scenario. Matt yes. Bradley was asked about having to travel all the way to Florida. Yeah, we're not. Um, you know, I think the way our schedule is set up this year, it kind of had us really battle-tested as far as conditions like these. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, Hawaii earlier in the year, um, just playing in, in, the, you know, in the mountains at high elevation. Like, we never really had a fair going as far as all the games we played throughout the year. So I think this is just another thing we just tackle on on that, and, you know, we're ready for it. But like you said, it is going to be a challenge playing, you know, in a three-hour time difference, I believe, and uh, just, like, we got to get adjusted to it as soon as possible. Nobody yeah. has a tougher road schedule during the year than the Aztecs. I, mean, I, I find it hard to believe. Yeah. I really do. I so. mean, if you got to go to – they went to Maui. Uh, that's six hours away. 
And, you know, so look, that's early in the year. But, I mean, they can get on a plane. There's no excuse about if they lose this game to Charleston, nobody's going to buy an excuse that it was because the game was far away. <laughs> yeah, that's no. just not going to hold just water. That, I will be. That, I will be. You will use lie. that excuse. Yes. <laughs> I will be the guy saying that on Friday. <laughs> Lastly, Man, they shouldn't. Last... Have, they shouldn't have had to fly to Florida. This is why they lost. Yeah, the game was far away. Lastly, Adam Sago uh, was at, was spoke on trying to get Coach Dutcher his first tournament win. Super bad. You know, as, as many times we went to the tournament in my, in my time here, three times, lost in the first round every time, some close games. Uh, it's very important, you know, to get a win and want to make a run in the tournament. You know, we've won enough conference championships, but the next step is to make a run in the tournament. So we're excited for that, and, you know, we have a good matchup. I really like the way these guys are talking in terms of the tournament. This is – it almost as though they expected to do what they did in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Right. And, and there is a – urgency for more and i don't know that i outside of that the year that got snatched away from them i don't know that i've ever uh felt that here in recent years uh it's felt always felt like man this this first one man it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough battle and i'm not saying that college of charleston isn't but there just seems to be a different type of confidence going into this game not only Um, that tony i didn't see a major celebration on saturday afternoon in las vegas I saw a team that, as you said, kind of looked like they expected to win that championship. They certainly enjoyed themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you got to celebrate each step of the way. But they look like they were hungry for a little bit more. And yeah. uh, let's just hope that that is how it all turns out starting Thursday. The game will be at 12-10 Thursday afternoon, if you're wondering, which is really bad news for me on this show, Tony. Oh, I was thinking about this all night so, last night. Because, why is that? Because the end of the game is going to take place while it. we're on the air. I knew it. And that oh. means I'll be looking up at the television, sweating it out <laughs> as we try to say hello to the listeners on Thursday. It'll be definitely be worth you tuning in on Thursday at 2 o'clock to hear how I handle that. <laughs> yes, it, think, will. it will. It will. That's going to that's be trouble right there. That's I, trouble, it, right? <laughs> that's just trouble written all over it. So uh, that'll be Thursday at 1210. It'll be on the True TV channel, which, as uh, Ben Higgins used to point out uh, by uh, tweeting out, this is the time of the year where all sports fans have to relearn where True TV is on their schedule lineup. In this whole streaming world that I live in now, yeah. Um, here in Arizona, I got to figure out which one is a supplier of True TV. Yeah, so, you'll have to find uh, it I can somewhere, tell you, Tony. I can tell you the March Madness app, baby. Mm, March, March Madness app. app. Oh, that'll probably be on the Paramount thing, huh? Oh, yes, it will. Is that on? Bo- that's on Paramount. I mean, well, Paramount. CBS, that's the CBS. Yeah, CBS owned properties are on Paramount. Oh boy, ah. I'm in deep trouble. Beautiful. Chris, right, I think well, you're I gonna have to go right. to the True TV app, and then you're gonna have to go to like MSNBC, and then you're gonna have to come back to like CBS. I'm not. I'm gonna go to the True TV <laughs> television screen here in the studio and try to watch the game while I'm doing the show Thursday, which I'm looking forward to. Trying right. to manufacture a, a way to welcome everybody in on Thursday. Actually, Thursday is a day when Tony usually welcomes us in. That's true. Yes, that is true. He'll welcome us in. I will be otherwise detained. We got a night game coming up here, though, don't we? Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. All right. All right, well, let's get to break. Uh, We're going to talk to USD baseball head coach Brock Ungridge. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, Tony, you don't like USD. I don't. But this guy is an exception. (laughs) More Gwen and Chris on the way. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Right, welcome back to the program. 2.41 is the time. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Together in our Odyssey Palace studios, Tony Gwynn Jr. down in Peoria with the Padres. Padres trailing the Giants today 6-2. to two. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning of their spring training contest. We'll update you on that a little bit later on. But uh, going to move on to some uh, college baseball right now. USD off and rolling here in the 2023 season. Their fine coach, Brock uh, Ungrich, uh, joins us here on 97.3 The Fan. Brock, how are you today? Nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, I, You know, uh, as long as Scraby turns your microphone up, we're in... We're we're good to go. I love how it's always a direct shot at me. <laughs> well, who else should I should I the phone company, Chris? The phone company. I see. All right. Well, as long as uh, as long as the phone company comes through. Hey, Brock. Before we get going on USD, uh, I I teased the fact that, and my USD insider told me that your very first college home run was affected by Tony Gwynn Jr.'s father. <laughs> Can you can you tell? Tony said he didn't know if he remembered the story or not, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yes, yes, no, something you'll never forget. But not too many people get to have a story like that. I'll tell you that. And uh, um, I, I think I think Coach Glenn felt um, awful about it more so than than it, than it did bother me, you know. And that just showed you the type of man he was. Um, but uh, I think I was I was uh, third in the. Um, on the uh, lineup in the dugout, and then the lineup that he handed to the umpire, I was fourth. And you know, it, it, it was it was weird because I, I hit. It was my first college home run, probably the farthest ball I probably ever hit, you know, I, in my life. And and I come in, and then all the guys, you know, kind of give you the silent treatment, not not giving you a high five or anything, and kind of not talking to you and all that. And then and I'm kind of sitting there waiting, and then all of a sudden the umpire comes over and is talking to coach and. And coach is like, "Hey Brock, sorry, got to go hit again, man. You're up. The, uh, you hit out of turn, and it's my fault, man. I'm sorry. Go, go do it." <laughs> and then uh, I was like, "All right, whatever." Went up there, and then uh, luckily I, I hit a double to right to in that at bat. So it was kind of kind of crazy, but uh, um, something you'll never forget. But your home run did not count because you were did not count. No, did not and, count. <laughs> and my actual turn uh, to hit was uh, was that time to go up there. The, uh, the guy that was supposed to hit Jake McClintock, who played with Anthony too, yeah, um, got a strikeout for it. But uh, I, I felt bad for him. But uh, it, it, it was all good. It was all good. Brock Ungridge in his second year as USD base as the USD baseball coach. Brock, 
just talk about your journey a little bit. You 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 play some pro ball. You start coaching. You're at Stanford. This job opens up, and in your first year, you guys are able to win uh, a championship. Uh, just talk about the progression of, of trying to get USD back going in the direction that it, it once had. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, it, it, it's pretty cool to, uh, to to be able to have that experience, the playing experience, and then. You know, I, I go back to the people that, that influence you, you know, as, as coaches. Obviously, your dad, a uh, big influence of mine. And um, when I played, just, you know, going to the office all the time and sitting there talking to him as a coach and and and, and going, okay, when I'm done playing, I really want to do this. This is something I want to do. Um, and then my high school coach, Coach Pugh at Mission Bay, was, was a big yeah. influence too as well. And then, um, and then you get in the coaching ranks and Coach Martinez uh, at San Diego State and uh, then going up to Stanford with Coach Marquis and and kind of experiencing that as well too a, a very well run program and um, you know getting opportunities right as things happen and being able to come back home to San Diego and and take over for Coach Hill was, was awesome but you take all kind of bits and pieces from everybody you learn and and um, it's about the people it's about the relationships it's about the kids and that's that's the best part about doing what what I get to do every day and. Uh, try to impact them like I was impacted as a player myself, you know, and um, uh, that's the best part of the gig, you know, and it's about the process and it's about developing these young men into becoming men um, through discipline and through love, man. I mean, leading with love is, is number one in our book. Bach Unrich is the uh, head coach at USD uh, Baseball and uh, played for uh, Tony's dad uh, at San Diego State. Just I I want to I want to get into what you're doing now, but I, I I've always wanted to ask what it was like being recruited as a young kid by Tony Gwynn. I mean, what what kind of an impact that had on you? Uh, I I don't know if he came to your home or came to your games or just just having somebody of that magnitude all of a sudden kind of in your life as a young person and, and what kind of effect that had on you, Brock? Well, I was I'm a big shoe guy. I love shoes and. Uh... <laughs> my first meeting with uh with tony senior um i go over to state and you know I was, at that time you know recruiting's different i'm going recruiting today uh watching you know younger high school kids but uh i was a senior right i was a senior that's when you committed your your fall of your senior year and i i go in and i sit down first time i got to meet with him and first comment he goes god you love jordan's i said yep i love jordan's and he goes my type of guy so we hit it off right, <laughs> right away i started laughing and uh um anyways but that that was like the first experience we sat down we talked hitting for like two hours and um i mean are you kidding me what you know, growing up in san diego and you idolize tony Gwynn and um you know that's when when he announced that he was going to retire from the Padres and was going to go coach at state. I was like, man, when I whenever I get that opportunity, that's my goal. I want to go play for him and and because um, I had so much passion about hitting and and I wanted to learn. You know, and um, a lot that that we do at USD is is based off of Tony and um, you know Anthony. Your dad used to say all the time, "Know who you is. You got to know who you know is. Who you is. That's and, right. and 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 it's uh, I don't have it on the wall." Uh, in our clubhouse yet, but that's all our guys talk about because I say it every day. You got to know who you are, and you got to know who you are as a player, and as a as a pitcher, as a hitter, or whatever whatever you're doing, whatever athlete you are, whatever sport you play, and um, you know it's something that I kind I kind of took from him. But it, it was an honor. Are you kidding me? You know to to be recruited by a Hall of Famer it was unbelievable. Brock, one of the things you you get to do as a head coach running your program is you get to kind of set 
what it means to be a, a USD Torero. So mm-hmm. when you walk into what what is what is a USD Torero kid look like for you? Yeah, that's a that's a great point. It's it's like the right fit in the recruiting process, as, as everybody says, and the right fit is different at, at any school, I would say. Um, you know, but you, for me, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of transparent, right? Where if if you're going to be a you got to be a great student, and if you're going to be a great student, then that's going to translate to the field. It's going to translate to the weight room. Uh, it's going to translate to how you are um, in society, uh, your character, how you're going to treat mm-hmm. people um, wherever you go, you know, and, and that's, that's what I'm looking for. You know, that, that's my fit for our program. Um, and then you get kind of the like-minded individuals, you know, so um, you get kids that are, that are conscientious about school, um, that are conscientious about uh, their work off the field um, and conscientious about being a, a good person in the community uh, man, if you if you can give me that well, along with the talent and have all those match up, then you're gonna put a you're gonna put ourselves in a good position to to be successful, right? Uh, I, I think that they all got to match. You know, you can't have this this uber talented kid and then, you know, then maybe his work ethic is is down at the bottom, you know, or or his school is down at the bottom. I mean, they all got to be kind of similar, uh, you know, on the on the same page and and, and being humble too, right? That that, that yeah. comes along with it too, and, and being a good teammate. So I, th- I think that's that's where we start, and, and it's hard to say no to that kid that that might be really good, but that doesn't fit the box academically, because then you're setting them you're setting them up for 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 failure. I mean, USD is a tough yeah. school um, academically; it is very challenging. So, um, so when you go into it, I think I think that's kind of like the first thing that we kind of look at, you know, is, is how are they going to be in, in, in school. Brock Unrich is the uh, head coach of uh, USD, University of San Diego Torero. He's just got done with a weekend series in uh, Fort Worth against TCU. And uh, one thing I know that, you know, before you got there, Rich Hill always played a very challenging schedule. Talk about putting a schedule together and what it means to your program. And and what's your what was your thinking when you came in taking over for Rich Hill? Because very, very successful last couple of decades of baseball there for the Toreros. Yeah, no, no question. You try not to screw things up, Chris. <laughs> to be honest, you know, don't don't overcook anything. You just uh, you uh, you try to take one step at a time. And um, you know, we won the conference last year. Um, we got a lot of a lot of guys coming back, and and my my job as a coach is, is to prepare them and challenge them. Um, one of our one of our sayings in our program is hard to easy, and um, doing things, you know, uh, doing the hard work. Uh, up front hopefully later on turns into to easier road um down the path but uh this schedule we were on the road for 12 days um you know and i'm like hey let's let's get on the road and go see where we made it we went to oregon first before um and and got swept and then went to oregon state lost another one there uh and then went to tcu pulled one out 14 to 2 on that friday and then lost two tough ones on saturday sunday but you know, it, it, the result wasn't there, but it's the process going through it. And my older guys, the leadership is key. I can see it in their eyes. They're they're, you know, they're they're frustrated, but they're they're taking ownership of it. They're talking to one another. They're rallying the group. It's not me. I can I can set the foundation, but they run with it. You know, um, and and guys like Kevin Sim, Jack Costello, Angelo Peraza, um, 
you know, Garrett Rennie on the pitching side, like these older guys have been there, which is nice. So now with us starting conference this week ahead, um, I kind of that hard to easy is take not, not saying conference is easy by any means, but playing all those teams that are on the top 25, Oregon, Oregon state, TCU, all those teams are in the top 25. And, you know, uh, these guys should be prepared for, for what's ahead of them. I think. No doubt about it. Terrell's six, eight and one on the year. They start conference play this week. Brock, man, uh, always fun to catch up with you, man. Uh, certainly uh, appreciate you, you coming, uh, on the show and, Kind of talking a little bit about your program. We're definitely going to do this again, man. Good luck the rest of the way. No, I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. And, Chris, thank, thank you as well for having me on, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you, Brock. Very good. Uh, we, we had a great time having you on. We'll definitely do it again. Brock Unrich, the, Ungrich, the uh, head coach of the USD baseball team. And, uh, man, that was that was quite the gauntlet of games they just finished, Tony. Yeah, man. Tell Oregon, me <laughs> Oregon State usually wins the World Series every year. And then uh, TCU, always a great baseball program. But, you know, that's how you get into the NCAA tournament, which they did last year, and you knock right. off a of Vanderbilt in the first game. I mean, yeah. don't forget Vanderbilt was a, a college World Series champion. And USD it's basically a factory off. to the – it's basically a factory to Major League Baseball. Yeah. And, and they knocked them off in, in the very first game of the college uh, regional last year. So – uh, USD's done some great things in college baseball, and uh, we'll catch up with Mark Martinez over at San Diego State hopefully a little later this week as they're they've gotten into conference play. Although the uh, rain wiped them out, yeah, over the uh, the weekend. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. with an RBI hit, and uh, the Padres uh, climbing back. He's into alive. Yes, he's alive. He had an RBI base hit and uh, stole his third base. We're aiming for the big cake, man. That's right. He's stealing bases like crazy right now in spring training, and I think that's a great sign. So I, I was watching the game a little bit earlier. I mean, both teams are running amok right now. It's just a, a, a track meet right now. Track so. meet. Uh, yeah, Johnson, uh, whoever Johnson is, center fielder for the he Giants. He stole second and stole third he's in consecutive got, pitches. Yeah, he's got two stolen bases. Tatis has one, and uh, Trock has one for the Padres as well, pinch running for Jay Cronenworth. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, guys are taking advantage of it. Uh, Tyler Rogers was the pitcher, the former Padre, that uh, Fernando got the – I think it was Tyler Rogers. No, it was the other one. T- Taylor. Taylor. Taylor was the former Padre. Tyler was yeah. the guy that Fernando got the uh, the RBI hit off of. So these twins are confusing. You know? Well, Taylor's a lefty and Tyler's a righty. Yeah, well, if, as long as I can remember that, I'll be fine. But uh, that's no guarantee that I'll Wait, did you that. say Tyler's a lefty? Taylor? No, you said it. I'm just messing Oh, with you. I was like, no! <laughs> Nobody knows for sure. All right, first hour, Gwen and Chris uh, racing through that into the books. We'll come back. Daily Gambit's coming up. And uh, the 3 o'clock hour is dead ahead as we continue on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.